Is Dan Snyder going to be out in Washington? The latest on the commander's owner and what Jim Ursay had to say about the situation. Plus, DJX, Deshaun Jackson has a new home, and your week seven power rankings. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. We have a ton to get to. Today's show brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. And uh, thank you so much, as always, for making us your first listen here on Locked On NFL, where we're free every single day, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. So follow and subscribe. And Tony, let's dive right on in because, man, oh, man, on Tuesday evening, late Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday evening, Jim Ursay started it, uh, and it certainly didn't end there. Ursay saying that he thinks that Dan Snyder should be removed uh, as, as owner of the Washington Commanders. And, and I have uh, a quote here. And, and he talked to a bunch of reporters, and he said, quote, some of the things I've heard doesn't represent us at all. I want the American public to know that we're what we're about as owners. I believe in it's it's in the best interest of the National Football League that we look at this squarely in the eyes and deal with it. Certainly uh, sounds like, you know, he, he wants uh, Snyder out. He also said, I think there's merit to removing him as the owner of the commanders. And so, of course, when something like that happens, people are reacting on social media. But, Tony, I, I'll, I'll get to I promise. But there's more here. Because then the commanders were quick to respond. First, a spokesperson releasing a statement. And I'm not going to read the entire thing, but it said, quote, it is highly inappropriate, but not surprising that Mr. Ursay opted to make statements publicly based on falsehoods in the media. And it went on to deny some things. Also, Snyder sent uh, an email or, or a, uh, a memo uh, letter, you, if you will, uh, to all uh, 31 other NFL owners today in which he denied the ESPN report that came out um, and, and things in it. And, and one thing that he specifically mentioned in the letter, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it, it, and I'm sure you read that report last week as a lot of our listeners, maybe all of our listeners did, but the part where Snyder was gathering information on the other 31 owners to use as leverage he categorically denied that and really tried to hammer that home in this one, two, three, four paragraph letter uh, to the rest of the NFL owners. So uh, what's your reaction to this? Obviously, there's a lot to it when it comes to Dan Snyder. And now it looks like there's uh, a fight because Snyder says he's not going to sell that Snyder say they're not going to sell the commanders. And now you have an owner in Jim Mersey saying, you know, that uh, he, along with other owners in the league, are probably leaning towards that. This has been a black eye on the NFL, regardless of uh, what has happened. And Dan Snyder, I don't know what he did or what he didn't do. But I tell you what, ain't no coming back from the allegations. It is what it is, unless you're going to call all of the owners and all of the investigators and everyone else involved a liar. And 
now that he said that he hasn't gathered this information on these other 31 owners, then if they do decide to get rid of him, he better not then come back and go scorched earth. Sometimes, man, if you care about something enough, you just walk away. He's done enough for the, there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. It might not be uh, the burning earth that everyone says. It might not be lava running through uh, Ashburn, Virginia, but you have to always ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is it worth it for him to stay for his beloved Washington team, regardless of what he did or didn't do? And I'm not one to ever run away from a fight, but what I am, you know, cognizant of is this. If there's a point of no return, and if you did anything close to what people are saying, sometimes you just walk away, cut your losses, go take your $4 million or $4 billion you're going to get and go do something else. Because at this point, you have sullied the reputation of yourself. You sullied the reputation of a lot of other people. And at some point, everyone's not out of step with Daniel. You know what I'm saying? There have been too many people that said all of these things. There have been too many people who have been removed. And quite frankly, your team is lasting revenue. And I know that's irrelevant to the, to the broader scope, but it really isn't. Nobody likes you, not even the people mm -hmm. in that city. Therefore, yep. it's enough. You, you're not going to ever garner enough support to overcome what Ursay has said. Now, to his point and to his credit, there's a process for this. And the only thing Ursay could be gaining right now is uh, currying favor from fans and media people for saying this, this type of stuff. He's entitled to his opinion. But there's also a process, and this doesn't make that process any better. He's had his own troubles that he need that he's had to deal with and he wanted privacy. Right. So mm -hmm. why, why sully the, the opportunity or the chance that this due process will be questioned by Daniel Snyder if you're going to say something. And the only thing you gain is favor from media and fans. That's just, it's not worth it. NFL commissioner Roger Goodell also uh, discussed this or was asked about this. And he said, it's an ongoing investigation. When Mary Jo White is done with the investigation, we'll share the report there's no reason for speculation until we have that report. So it's one of those things where you're right. I mean, <clears throat> it, it's not like – and Goodell did say that he was okay with Ursay voicing his opinion, but all this really does now is create more, more smoke or add more gas to the fire. You know, there was already a fire. There was already speculation. There was already plenty of talk about him and the Snyders in general not owning the, the commanders long term. But now you have this and you have an owner speaking out. And look, this is a very, very, and I'll say it one more time, very exclusive club. There are 32 people in the world that are NFL owners. It is really hard to get into. And, and so that's the part of this. And from a, a history standpoint, there's never been a time where NFL owners and you would need 24 of 32 to vote an owner out. That's never happened. And so it could be unprecedented. And what Jim Irsay was talking about would be unprecedented. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean, I mean, you saw the situation with the Panthers a few years ago. You, you know, things could happen where guys just say, or, or owners just say, all right, I'm going to sell. But as far as the force out, that, that there's no precedent for that. There is no precedent for it, but we're seeing, it's like every year or two, there's something that happens that there's no precedence for. I mean, John Gruden getting fired because of emails. You know, the commanders firing, or at the time then, the Washington football team firing uh, 
Allen for his, his his going back and forth on those emails with John Gruden, amongst other things. The allegations, though, that they they were passing around, and it's not funny. It's just that I hate when dudes get caught up in their BS like this, that they were actually passing around pictures or videos of young ladies changing in the locker. That, that's just yeah. pathetic. That, that's, that's ridiculous. So, so what you have is you have a total loss of confidence in him. And then folks that he actually had on his side up in the DMV area in Maryland or Virginia, none of them are willing right now to even give them a new stadium. They're last in revenue and their stadium is a, is a dump. He has to understand there's, there's no upward mobility for him to ever be owner again of this team and for people to regain trust. You have to just take your money, take your $4 billion, man, and go on about your business and just let it go. And that's the part of it where if I'm him, it is an exclusive club and you've got plenty of money, but man, that club has never been worth more than it is today. No. NFL teams, whoo I mean, they're just worth so much money. And you're right. It, it, like, there, there's talk about this in the NBA. Like, when teams are for sale, they're always, in this day and age, the exclusive clubs, they're going to go for more than the sticker. The mm-hmm. MSRP, let's use the car analogy. The MSRP, it's going to go for more than that. So, uh, you know, the, what's the worst case scenario for Dan Snyder? He makes a lot, lot of money. And there is and- no best case scenario for him because regardless of whatever happens at this point, he's, he's done. There's not, mm-hmm. There's nothing for him to gain. And oh, by the way, the one way that he could possibly regain anything in that area, and it's as wrong as it is, we know what winning does, right? Look at Robert Kraft. We know winning makes people have a very, very short memory, right? Mm -hmm. He hasn't shown that he could do that in over 20 years of owning this team. So therefore, he can't even get that part of it right. So the only chance that he has, which is a small, unfortunate chance, is to win and win a lot. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. He has no upside as the owner of the of the team, and he should let him go. Up next, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about New York, New York, briefly, because then we we'll get to talk about my favorite position, wide receivers. And the Ravens' new wide receiver, he's flashy, he's speedy. Is he actually going to help Lamar Jackson? We'll dive into that next. But first, a word from LinkedIn, because these days, every new professional hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you're going to get the perfect candidate that's going to come in and contribute right away and fill the role that you need filled right away. LinkedIn Jobs can help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you have to do uh, is go to linkedinjobs.com slash NFL, and they have simple tools that seem simple, but they're effective screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with the right skills, with the right experience, so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire and bring in to help your company. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So go to linkedinjobs.com slash locked on NFL right now to post your job for free. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Again, that's linkedinjobs.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And now in segment two, we'll start off with what sounds like a law firm. In fact, the next once once things gonna sound like a law firm, the next thing's gonna sound like a song we know. The second thing is New York, New York. We touched on it last week. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, I want to talk about 
Jackson and Jackson, right? <laughs> Let's talk about Jackson and Jackson. A few, I don't know how long ago it was that he did one of the podcasts. I believe it was the I Am Athlete podcast. Last week? It was. Deshaun Jackson, one of the greatest deep threats of all time. Uh, fast as sudden, one of the most fast and sudden players you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Talked about, he says, man, I'm not retired. And this will be his 15th year. He says, no, nah, I ain't retired. I'm not done yet. And he mentioned Lamar Jackson is someone he might want to play with. Well, guess what? Someone heard that cry because he went up to visit the Ravens and he is now signing with the Baltimore Ravens as a veteran who will be in his 15th season for the rest of the year. What do you think precipitated this, James? Do you think it'll make any difference? Because people have been talking about Lamar uh, Deshaun Jackson going up there. They've been talking about him. They've been talking about Antonio Brown before all of this other stuff came up. They've yeah. always talked about adding – a receiver like this to Baltimore. What do you think brought it, brought it up and uh, how effective do you think it'll be? Well, Rashad Bateman being out, certainly part of it. You, you know, you watch the the Ravens and I just think using more speed, getting another weapon, getting someone that can win as Lamar creates. And I think that's as, as big of a factor as anything because Deshaun Jackson isn't the most durable guy in the world, especially now at 35. He'll be 36 in December, but he still averaged 22 yards a catch last year. He did, you know, with the, with the Rams and Raiders, you know, he's still effective in a a gadget complimentary complimentary role, and that's what I think you do if you're the Ravens. You get him out there, you have him run go routes, you get him in space. He may only get a couple touches per game, uh, or or even a couple targets per game, but those two targets could go for two touchdowns, and it it forces a defense to have to game plan, like you said, for Jackson and Jackson, another speedy. Uh, guy on this offense and and maybe it does open things up for Mark Andrews a little bit maybe it does open things up for Rashad Bateman when he gets back he's not the same guy he was but in a a smaller role where you're giving him 15 to 20 snaps per game or you're using him as a decoy at times and that doesn't mean you're not giving him touches because like I said he can be effective I think that's what he can be at, at this part of his career and Good for the Ravens because, you know, they have, you know, Devin Duvernay has had a breakout year so far, you know, former Texas Longhorn. He was a returner uh, his first couple of years in the league, but this year he he's had a breakout campaign. So you have him now, you have Rashad Bateman, obviously Mark Andrews and, and Deshaun Jackson. You have some speed and you have guys that can win deep downfield when defenses are worried about containing Lamar Jackson and keeping him in the pocket. And so I, I think Deshaun Jackson's going to make a few big plays. I don't think he's going to be a pro bowler or some ga- tra- you know crazy game changer, but I do think he helps, no doubt. Y'all know I love hip-hop and R&B and a little bit of old-school rock, but I'm going to go Toby Keith on you here. Deshaun Jackson can walk in and say, I might not be as uh, good as I once was, but I can be as good once as I ever was. Love right? it. Ain't Love that it, it, man? Did I nail yep. it? All you right. nailed so, it. So, oh. so all he has to do is just make a play. They've lost some games this year where all they had they needed one guy to do one thing. There you go. So I, I expect that they're going to hope that he can come in and Toby keep that situation and give them that one play they need per game. He doesn't have to be Stefan Diggs, and he doesn't have to be uh, Tyreek Hill, which he used to be a combination of both of those guys. He doesn't have to do that anymore. Now he just has to be a guy who can – make a play every now and then, stay healthy. And uh, I think they believe they're close, and I think that if they're going to count on anyone to get them over the hump, then it's going to be a 35-year 
pros pro a guy who mm-hmm. is a he ain't gonna drop it all he all he has to do is get open and if you put it out there he's gonna catch it and he ain't gonna fumble he's a professional assassin as a wide receiver and guys like that don't lose the ability to do it just a little bit they they lose the ability to consistently do it week after week so 20 25 snaps make mm-hmm. a play and maybe they win these games and he's going to be facing third and fourth cornerbacks that that's that, that's the other part of it and so how many fourth corners want to look at and see oh that's Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. a lot of those guys are usually younger like man I, I grew up watching him I watched him score a bunch of touchdowns in Philadelphia and then have success as he his bumps around the league who knows but no I, I like the addition because it's it's no risk I mean what what's what's the risk and uh, you you've certainly got better at least on paper uh real quick <clears throat> we mentioned New York New York and last week we talked about it at length so go back and listen if you uh if you missed that but the Giants the Jets winners again the Jets handling business in Green Bay the Giants coming back to take down the Ravens what a comeback that was uh man New York New York they're they're flying high right now nothing I love more than being ahead of the curve on something and coming up with some organic idea which me and you did in pre-show last week and then we talked about it and then all I heard this Sunday this Sunday night and Monday morning was New York New York like both teams are really really good right the one question on a serious note that we did have, you and I, when we discussed it, was this. How truly good are the Giants? And the one thing that I brought up is this. They look ugly, but I think they're going to make everybody they play look like that. They're going to drag you down that alley. It's not going to be in Manhattan. We're going to the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to have a fight in the back of this alley by this trash can. That's what they're going to do. They did it last week to a really, really good team. We'll see if they can get that done here uh, Sunday in Jacksonville. We hope not because the Jaguars need uh, a victory. (laughs) Yeah, things have uh, been sort of ugly in your neck of the woods, so we'll see if they can keep it going uh, this week. Certainly interesting, though, to see both New York teams. Uncommon, uh, weird. I don't even know how to talk about both New York teams with winning records playing well. Certainly fun to see. Up next... Well, we're going to dive into our Week 7 Locked On NFL Power Rankings. Where do the Giants and Jets fall? Where are the Ravens following their loss and addition of Deshaun Jackson? We'll dive into that next. But first, a word from BetOnline. Because BetOnline is your number one source for all things football betting info this season. And the best part about BetOnline, it's free to sign up. And they're going to have every odds... Uh, all the odds that you're looking for. And I've used them. I've won a bunch of money. And whether it's on the NBA, whether it's the NFL, whether it's college football, whether it's MMA, whether it's boxing, it doesn't matter. They're going to have you covered at Bet Online. So check them out right now. It's really easy to sign up. You can use your cell phone. You don't even need a tablet or a PC or a laptop. You could do those things as well, of course. But sign up, check out all the different odds, and start winning today at Bet Online, where the game starts. You start here with us every single day here on Locked On NFL. You know what I almost did, James. You know I almost said it. I almost said it, but nope, this is not that other show that I do. This is Locked On NFL. And I got to let you know about NFL key predictions that happens on every Friday. You make this your first listen. Your next listen should be to check out NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football. 
plus betting advice from the field's leading experts who James just mentioned at Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Let's talk about some power rankings, man, some risers and some fallers. Yeah, let's dive on in. And no shock, the Buffalo Bills, after their win over the Kansas City Chiefs, they are number one in the rankings. The Eagles staying put at two. The Chiefs, despite the loss, staying put at three. And this is where it gets interesting because you have four risers, the Chargers at four, Vikings at five, the Bengals at six, the Giants all the way up to seven, the Ravens fall to eight following their loss, Tampa Bay Buccaneers all the way down to nine, and the San Francisco 49ers 10 after their ugly, ugly loss to the Falcons. Um, I would have liked to see maybe two or three of those teams that are at the bottom of the 10 replaced by the Cowboys. And I know, you know, we go back and forth about that. Mm -hmm. But I think Dallas losing to Philadelphia was almost as impressive as the Chiefs losing to the Bills. It was pretty close. And uh, they actually made a game out of it. I'm glad to see the Chargers finally earn their way into everyone's hearts instead of just being anointed one of these top teams. I still don't think they're the fourth best team in the league. They almost lost last night. They probably should have if Denver wasn't so awful. But good to see the Vikings, who continue to be the team that I think is the surprise of the league this year. There were people picking them to go to the Super Bowl, and I thought they were uh, needed to be drug tested. But obviously, they were right. And your Bengals are sitting at number six. That's about where they should be, but they're a dangerous team moving forward. Yeah, the, the Vikings, I, I'm still not completely sold on them, you know, but it, it's tough because really <clears throat> the way this league is, I think it's the Bills, Eagles, and Chiefs in whatever order. And then everybody else. And there's going to be teams that emerge. That's why the Ravens go get a Deshaun Jackson. That's why, uh, you know, you just said the Bengals, maybe they're hitting their stride now that they're three and three and they've won three of their last four. Maybe the Cowboys get Dak Prescott back. Maybe the Rams are able to get things rolling now on offense, even though they just lost their left tackle for the season. So we'll see. Um, but you mentioned the Cowboys. They're 11th in these rankings, followed by those Rams at 12. The Titans stand pat at 13. The Jets move up from 21st to 14th, and the Packers slide all the way down to 15th, followed by the Patriots at 16. Atlanta at 17, moving on up. The Saints fall to 18. The Dolphins, 19. The Seahawks, 20. And the Indianapolis Colts, big win over your Jags, 21st. Colts impressed me, man, because they did it without their two best players, Jonathan Taylor or Shaquille Leonard. And uh, Matt Ryan found a fountain of youth, completed more passes than he ever has in his career. Mm -hmm. And um, they they beat the Jags. They they were down, and uh, they came back and scored the, the game-winning points at the very end of the game. So, yeah, that was a little bit of an impressive game. Uh, let's finish it out with the Arizona Cardinals. What up, Alex Clancy, who is going Ooh. in on his Ooh. Cardinals every single Ooh. day. Uh, the Los Angeles, the Las Vegas Raiders, rather. Cleveland Browns at 24. I, I can't understand them, and I don't think it's going to change much when the other kid comes back at quarterback. The Jaguars have a tough game this week. They're at 25. They're at a real crossroads. If they lose too many more games, people are really going to start focusing on next year. The Steelers, they shocked me with the win the other day, but that's kind of what that's kind of what they do. The Detroit mm -hmm. Lions, we talked about it. Dan Campbell eating kneecaps. I told you this stuff. It does not matter. If you don't win, pretty soon nobody wants to hear you talking crazy. And finish it out with the Broncos. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. They look like they're going to lose Russell Wilson for a minute. Houston at 29. Daniel Snyder's commanders are at 30. The mm -hmm. Bears are at 31. 
and the Carolina Panthers, who fired their coach last week, are at 32, and they are a hot mess, and it looks like mm -hmm. they're trying to trade everybody on the roster. They should. They should. Christian McCaffrey, going to be interesting to see where he lands. I hope he lands somewhere. That, that, the would Rams would be one. likely, but they don't have anything. What are the Rams going to do? Mm -hmm. The Rams can't give them anything. What, no. I mean, they it, can't. No, it, they've given everything away. Yep. No, I, I mean, th there's a lot of teams he fits on, right? And so it's it's going to be interesting to see who decides to go in and, and get him. But, yeah, this back half, it's just bad. I, I mean, all of these teams, the Broncos had high hopes, the Cardinals had high hopes, the Raiders, and it's just, uh, you know, it's been tough sledding for a lot of these teams. So someone's going to emerge probably in this, you know, you know back 10 or so teams. One team could, but, man, the Commanders, Bears, Panthers, there's not much. Uh, to cheer for when it comes to those teams right now, um, especially Tyler uh, Taylor Heineke now leading the the Commanders. Maybe that's good for Curtis Samuel and mm -hmm. uh, and company uh, as, as their wide receiver core. You know Terry McLaurin. It's not like he's putting up huge fantasy numbers, but maybe uh, they get not, yeah, maybe they get a rookie a chance from North Carolina. Yeah, eventually, right? You know Sam Howell. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if they go that see, route. Yeah, see what they got. I tell you what, you guys can go the route with watching the Peacock and Williamson NFL show or listening to it wherever you get your podcast youtube odyssey app it's all over the platform brian peacock and former nfl scout matt williams and give it to you like you can't get it anywhere else it's a very unique show very very informative also if you're a football junkie that's where you need to be the peacock and williamson nfl show make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast james was fun man yeah it was it was a lot of fun tony i can't wait uh, i can't wait for next week the the season flying by we're already at week seven Flying by, and at least now uh, we don't have to. Well, we get we get a little NFL. Shout out to the locked on NBA, NBA crew because their season starts tonight, so we get we get some sports every night, and then the pennants going on. So there's a lot going on, man. So we really appreciate you taking your time to make locked on NFL your first listen and your home, of course, for all of your NFL needs. Until next week, I'm Tony Wiggins with James Rapine, and we'll see you next time. Take care of each other.